Hi, Dave Kovar here, and welcome to the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. This is our fourth installment, and the title of today's podcast is The Six Pillars of Health. Now, pretty much everything we're going to talk about today are probably things you've perhaps heard before, at least most of them. And But I want to remind everybody that most successful people know what they're supposed to do in order to be healthy and fit, okay? Uh, they just don't always do it. So uh, we're going to review these. And as we're going along, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to identify things that you do well and kind of pat yourself on the back and say, yeah, I got that. I'm doing that. And as we're going along, if there's things that you're not doing as well, maybe you consider uh, adjusting your lifestyle a bit. I want to begin with a quote, and the quote goes like this, those who have their health have many goals, those that don't have but one. And I want you to think about in your life, a time when you were feeling healthy, man, your body's working great, your energy level's high, man, you got a lot of plans, you got a lot of things that you want to do. And then uh, you got struck down with an injury or sickness or who knows, and, and all of a sudden, guess what? The only thing you're thinking about is getting through that sickness, right? So recently, I have a relative that, as of a, a week ago, had a major back surgery. They had a, a fusion of their lower back, and they had a, a disectomy in one of their other uh, discs. And this kid, this guy, he's not a kid. He's a, uh, an adult, but I think of him as a kid. He's a, he's a warrior, man. This is a, a strong, hardcore, really good guy, really good dad. But let me tell you, these last few years have been really rough. It's been hard for him to focus on other things. And I know I can identify. There was a time I had back surgery 20 years ago as well, and I did everything I could to avoid it. I spent a couple of years doing alternative medicine. It was very helpful, but at the end of the day, uh, the you know, when the nerve damage in my leg due to sciatica, it was getting to the point to where I had to do something. And so no regrets to my surgery, but here's the deal. It was hard for me. And that's why I could so identify with my relative, what he was going through to really focus on all the other things when you're, you, you, you're in, in pain all the time. And of course, many of you guys can identify with this. So I share that with you because here's what happens. You know, we get through an injury, we get through a sickness, we're feeling great. We just assume it's always going to be like that, right? So we maybe tend to abuse our body and next thing you know, ah, we're not feeling good again. So what can we do when we're at our best to maintain that high level? And this is where the six pillars come into play. And so the very first pillar is balanced fitness. And let me explain what I mean by that, balanced fitness, all right? So if you think, if you take a power lifter, a power lifter would be considered, you know, in good shape for his sport. And you compare that person to a, um, endurance athlete, maybe a, let's say a marathon runner. They're, they're fit, but it's a completely different type of fitness, right? Uh, I have a friend of mine who's now uh, in his late 60s, and this guy was an ultra marathoner. He was crazy the amount of things that he would do uh, with his, to his body, right? And what happened over time is, is that he was so hard on his body that now uh, he's not able to run anymore because his training was so out of balance for, for years. And so I've got another friend, and this is a younger, actually he's one of my students who's 25, and this guy's an elite athlete, right? This guy is, uh, can, can perform some amazing high-level martial arts skills. But one of the things at 25 is he's, he's really never spent any time really, although he's in shape, he gets in shape through all his hobbies, his martial arts training. He doesn't actually have a, a specific a fitness routine. And I was recently talking to him uh, about you know going forward, what's his key to longevity? That's what he kind of wanted to know. And I was reminding him, hey, man, what you're going to have to do now is you're going to have to exercise. You can get away with just kind of doing whatever, you know, staying in shape by skateboarding one day and, 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 and skiing the next and tricking the next. And, but, you know, as you age, your, your ability to be able to uh, – your, your fitness has to be on purpose. And it, ha- it really should have the components of strength, flexibility, endurance, and mobility. 
And so that's what we're talking about by balanced fitness. And it's because what that does, that allows you a better longevity. If you do one thing too long, you're not balanced. What's going to happen is, is that pretty soon uh, it, it's going to cause you weaknesses in other areas, right? So uh, what I would, uh, some basic things, and we're going to cover this in more detail in another podcast, but basic things with balanced fitness, I think are super important is that you got to have some, uh, um, you got to have some resistance training, whether it be weight training or calisthenics, you know, we, we need to develop. That, that lean muscle mass because that helps us better metabolize fat. It keeps our, our structure stronger. And, and basically, we're, uh, when we're doing a, um, resistance training and there's some impact there, what that's doing is also keeping the bones strong, right? So we're less likely to fall and hurt ourselves. So secondly is, of course, we really need to be working our heart as well, either through you know walking or running or something that's really uh, good for our heart. And then uh, a certain amount of flexibility so that you, know, you don't blow your back out getting groceries out of the back of the car. And I think something different from flexibility is mobility that ability to be able to move your body in a really elegant fashion right and so that that's that's component number one and and uh, I what I do when it comes to fitness uh, I, I probably in the course of a month I don't work out every day I might miss a, a day or two a month but I'm getting 28 29 days a month of training in and uh, by the way my it's not maybe two hours a day some are very short workouts maybe I'm going to do a 5k run which takes for me about a half an hour to do uh, another day I might just do resistance training for 20 minutes some days it might be a little bit more intense some days there in many days there's martial arts training that might take a little longer but what I try to do is really vary my workouts and so uh, if, if all you do is just uh, throw right hand punches every day hard what's going to happen is you're going to get out of balance and you're going to end up injuring yourself and, and so the key thing once again is, is balance okay so that's step number one more on that in other podcasts okay the second phase and, and once again this is basic stuff too but sometimes we need to be reminded about it and that is healthy eating so I'm amazed by the disconnect that really smart people have with the way they treat their body and their level of health. And the bottom line is, is that, uh, you know, so many people wonder why they're not feeling well and they abuse their body with what they put into it. So I want to go through uh, the nine healthy eating uh, uh, habits that go into uh, the Satori lifestyle. And we've touched on these before and we'll do it again. But number one, I'm going to go through these real quick. Number one is to stay hydrated. You know, the value of, of being hydrated. You know, this is the thing that's so easy to control, right? And so rule of thumb is half your weight in ounces of water a day. And this is, there's so many benefits for being hydrated, right? Remember that uh, being dehydrated is linked to irritability, fatigue, and hunger. So next time, you, if you ever feel any of those things, it might be you just need a big drink of water, okay? Number two is eat low on the food chain. Of course, what we're talking about that is massive amounts of fresh fruits and vegetables. The one thing that pretty much every nutritionist on the planet agrees upon is that we need to eat more vegetables. We want nutrient-dense, calorie-low food, right? And so that's a good place to start. And I personally, uh, you know, I, I, in the Satori lifestyle, healthy eating habits, uh, what we do is we, we try to get as many as 12 servings a day of, of, of fresh fruits and vegetables, which sounds like a lot. It's actually really easy to do with a, a three to one ratio of, of, of vegetables to fruit. It's kind of a good rule of thumb there. And so the third one is fresh and unprocessed foods whenever possible. Obviously you got your choice between, uh, you know, orange juice, an orange and uh, orange crush. Well, obviously, orange crush would be last on the list. Orange juice is better, but the actual orange is even better than that, right? So the, the less ingredients on the label, the closer it is to its original state, the more health there's going to be there. 
Uh, next one is eating smaller portions, right? So simple, uh, such a simple concept, but so powerful that just try having a smaller plate. And if you do that, just research shows time and time again, you will tend to eat less. Uh, step number five is eat mindfully. And of course, that just means eating slower, right? Uh, step number six is is to eat more often, but over a shorter period of time. So in other words, rather than if you just wait until you're absolutely starving, you uh, what tends to happen is you don't utilize uh, the, the same level of willpower. So I try to keep my, my meals uh, within 10 hours a day, and I'll eat intermittently throughout that time. And then that gives me a good 12, uh, 14 hours of, of just for my body just to, uh, you know, to do an intermittent fast, right? Give my body a chance just to, to, to not have to digest food. And it's amazing how, what a difference this has made for me. Uh, step number seven is when tempted, remember the mantra, being healthy and fit feels better than that taste, right? So meaning is that if you try to use willpower to not eat chocolate cake, you're going to lose. But if you look at that chocolate cake and think, okay, you know what? Being healthy and fit feels better than that taste. Chances are you, it changes your viewpoint. You, you, you end up being able to uh, overcome it easier. Uh, the next one, number because you know it's okay if you like chocolate cake, have chocolate cake. The trick key is just not to have it as often and, or, or as much of it. So that brings us to healthy eating habit number eight, which is when you treat, treat small, right? Like I like the junk day concept where you know I pre- try to eat pretty clean throughout the week and then basically Saturday afternoons through Sunday, I I'm, don't worry about it as much. And the final one is think of something you can eliminate, something unhealthy you can eliminate completely from your diet just for a week and see how you feel. Chances are, man, that that's the start of a a new trend. All right, healthy. Excuse me. the The third pillar of health is adequate rest. And of course, man, this seems completely you know obvious, right? However, here's what I think is really important, and you're going to be hearing more and more about this as as time goes by because people are realizing now, you know, it's nothing nothing new. We all know the value of sleep, but just how important this is, right? And I'm reminded of a quote my my dad said one time, and and he said, "If you don't take care of your body, your body will uh, will take care of you." And and kind of what he meant is at the time I was running hard and, 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 you know, not, not taking as good a care of myself when it comes to sleep, especially because you know how we all uh, pride ourselves in lack of sleep often. And actually we should pride ourselves in making sure that we get the, uh, the adequate amount. And that's going to be different. Of course, seven to nine hours is for most adults. I can get by on six hours as long as I get my meditation and my nap in during the day. If, as long as it's a good deep six hours, that works for me right? If I get a little more, that's fine, but I can function at a pretty high level. But uh, what's important to, to, to remember is that, you know, if you don't get enough rest, you, you know, you have the reaction time of someone that's intoxicated, you know, and when you don't get enough rest, you know, there's a release of stress hormones that's signaling your body to store fat. Uh, also, man, you you find yourself in the afternoon and you're getting a little sleepy and you didn't sleep real good last night. What do you do, man? Your body sends out its urgent message for quick sugar cravings, right? And the reason why it doesn't need sugar, it wants the, uh, you know, it wants the energy from the sugar. So, and the one last thing, if you don't get enough rest your car obviously you don't get your body doesn't get enough time to repair itself so so just something to be thinking about and of course when it comes to developing a, a good uh, uh, rest guidelines it's you know having a really set schedule uh, make sure that the, you're going to spend one third of your life or thereabouts in bed make sure you have a good bed and make sure your your sleeping environment you know if you like the lights out the lights are out all the things that go into uh, making sure you get a good night's sleep and I'll tell you what one of the things that I do and this kind of rolls into the actual next uh, pillar okay is that I have a um, 
a notepad by my bed. And what this, what I do is at, at, at night when I'm getting ready, man, to, uh, yeah, I kind of wind through the day. And then uh, anything that pops into my head that I have to remember, I write it down. And what this does is this allows me to kind of uh, not have to try to rem- remember something that a lot of times, oh yeah, I got to remember to do this tomorrow, right? It allows me to kind of clear my head, which brings me to the fourth pillar. And possibly they're all important. And they, I could argue that every one of these would be important, right? So far, you say this is the most important one. But this certainly isn't as important as any of them. And that is stress management, right? And that's why I say, uh, you know, one of the things is just having going through the day at the and going through your day, you know, right before you retire and writing down any notes or thoughts or things you got to remember really allows you to, uh, to, to minimize stress because it, it kind of allows you to clear your head a little bit. So one's important to understand is that everyone has a certain level of stress in their life. Uh, but and stress in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing but dealing with stress in the wrong way certainly can be and so there's several strategies that you can implement that will minimize the effect of of negative stress here's a few things you can do so first off this is going to seem obvious like duh but don't you know, try not to take things personal. That's a starting point, right? So uh, you know, y'all have somebody that you know that they uh, nothing phases them, man. You know, someone throws an insult their way, or or you know, uh, an appointment. Someone cancels their appointment with them. They just kind of roll with the punches. You also know somebody that every time something doesn't go their way, man, they're stressing out over it, right? So the bottom line is, is is that you try not to take things personal. Easy to say, hard to do, but certainly worthy of the challenge. So that would be step number one. And, and how do you do that is, is, is you, you make it a point, like let's say someone's spewing negativity your way. Instead of, you know, instead of taking it personal, look at them and think, wow, they're having a bad day. Because remember, if someone's spewing negativity your way, it's really not about you. They're having a bad day. Okay, another thing to to minimize your stress management or to deal with stress is to lighten up your schedule by saying no to more things. Here's the deal. Many of us pack our day way too much. We've got our our, our so much stuff planned in the day, and then what happens? That day shows up, and there's a bunch of unplanned stuff. That, that all of a sudden that we have to deal with. You know, I'm amazed by how many times I've got this plan. I go to the office in the morning, man. I've got, you know, I've, I've got two hours allotted for this and an hour for that. And I show up, boom, what do you know? I've got a half dozen emails with something pressing that I got to deal with right now, right? Chances are that might happen to you as well. Well, how long did it take me to, before I figured out that that stuff's going to happen? And how can I get through the day is schedule less, you know, it's by saying no to more things. And what happens when you say no to more things, you're way more likely to be successful with the things you say yes to. And this, again, seems obvious, but, but retrain yourself not to worry about things you can't control. There's a great quote by Tony Robbins, and the, wrote that the quote, I love it, it goes, stand guard at the door of your mind. And one of the things that if you spend a lot of time uh, watching the local news, man, that does not, <laughs> it's not going to bode well with your, your level of stress, right? And, and so the, the bottom line is we know that bad news sells, right? And, that, and, and, and we're wired to kind of be, we're wired to want to hear bad news because back generations in the past, you know, we needed if we there was a rumor that the village, uh, the the village, the neighbor village was getting ready to start grumbling that they weren't happy with us. We needed to hear about that so we could be possibly ready to defend ourselves against them, right? So it, it certainly served a point. But in this day and age, man, best thing to do if you want to keep track of what's going on is to to read the paper, right? Versus watching, uh, you know, six hours. Of, of, of either you know CNN or Fox or the local news, man, that that will not help you to minimize your stress level. Next one, as much as you can, avoid stressful people. 
you know, learn to identify your stress points and make a conscious effort to avoid them as much as possible. You know, some people, maybe we weren't able to because we work with them or we live with someone that's stressed out. But when we have the option, you know, if there's some, if there's a place or somewhere that you know where there's going to be a lot of stress, can you avoid that? And and the final thing with stress Uh management is, and I'm sure there's a lot more to it, is is learn to meditate. You know, I wanted to meditate. I started kind of meditating in my mid-20s, but I really didn't do much of a very good job of it. And I'd try. As a martial artist, I felt like that was part of something I should do. I just couldn't get myself to do it. So finally... In the early 90s, uh, I just I enrolled in a, a TM course, Transcendental Meditation. And it, it was a great course, but the thing about it was is since I spent quite a bit of money for it, it was, I'm going to, since I spent the money, damn it, I'm going to do it. So that's what it took for me to really get in the habit of meditation is, is to, uh, uh, is to actually go through an official course. And it's made an amazing difference is, is I, I, for years I, I got my two 20 minute uh, meditations in a day. i now it's, I get one in for sure. Uh, but I've learned through the process to find small minutes of time, small moments of time to kind of do mini meditations. And it's incredibly, it's incredibly valuable in dealing with your stress. And uh, the next one with this, uh, it's the pillar number five. I know we're moving fast here. Pillar number five is risk avoidance. What the heck does that mean? Uh, well, you know what? It, it's something that, that is, is not talked about uh, very much, but it's an incredibly important aspect of staying healthy. So many things we do on a regular basis that can help you minimize the risk of being sick or injured. Learn self-defense. Of course, my career, I've been teaching martial arts for over 40 years, right? So I'm a bit biased, but honestly, uh, minimize the risk of something bad happening to you, nothing better than training in martial arts, learning self-defense. By the way, those aren't always the same, but uh, most legit martial arts schools, self-defense is a direct part of it. And uh, I tell you what, it's such a big difference in your life. It'll make you so much more aware. Of course, a lot of people listening already train in martial arts. You get it. But if not, strongly encourage you to look into that. Uh, Other things, basic, obvious, but wash your hands, right? That's a way to risk sickness. That's an obvious way that you can minimize sickness. Another one is is uh, when you're participating in recreational activities, you know, water skiing, soccer, mountain bike riding, skiing, whatever it is, don't take unnecessary risks. You know, make sure you quit before you're too fatigued. Uh, and of course, uh, this is uh, something that I've learned with age, right? You told me that when I'm 25, I'd roll my eyes. Like, what do you mean? That's half the fun. So I get you have to adjust this age appropriate, right? But let me give you an example. So first off, I, I call it anytime for me, it might be grappling or sparring, especially if I'm doing jujitsu, right? Well, well, injuries always happen when I'm super fatigued, right? When I'm So I, I call it the 80% rule, which means I quit when, I, when I've used up 80% of my energy, so to speak, and I've got a minimum of 20% left. That for me, me is is a good time to discontinue my training right now if I was getting ready for a competition I might need to push a little bit further but for me it's just about fitness and enjoyment right so for that reason I can get away with that and give you an example of recently I didn't follow through with this so uh, I'm uh, skiing with my son Alex a couple months back and we've been skiing hard for about four hours and uh Alex is a better skier than I am, and he's faster than I am, and I usually don't try to keep up. So we get done, man, you know, we're, we're going to do our, and we get down last run, we're at the bottom of the hill, and Alex goes, you want to do one more? And I'm thinking, yeah, let's do one more. I can handle it. By this time, my legs are, are numb and rubber, right? So we get back on the chair, 
we uh, go up to the top and I decide, okay, you know, this is the last run. And, and of course, I, I don't follow my 80% rule, okay? And uh, my fragile male ego gets mixed in here and I'm thinking, all right, man, I'm gonna see if I can hang with Alex this time. So he starts bombing down the hill and I follow after him and I'm right on the edge. And those of you guys that are, you know, uh, skiers or boarders, you all know, man, you're right on the edge of control. You got control, but man, you're on the edge of it. It's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a fun place to be. And, and my legs are starting, man, they're numb and I'm hitting some hard moguls and, and all of a sudden, poof, I catch an edge and I'm going down. And it's one of those slow motion experiences that I feel myself going down. And I remember flashing through my head thinking, oh my goodness, I shouldn't have done this run. I'm not, I didn't follow my 80% rule. That was really stupid of me to try to keep with Alex. What was I thinking? Don't hurt my knee. Don't hurt my back. Don't hurt my knee. Boom. And then I hit, I roll. It hurt like heck, but I didn't hurt myself. And so I, I dodged a bullet, but I was reminded that moment, oh yeah. So, you know, uh, I didn't follow the, the rule of risk avoidance. Uh, another thing, obviously, uh, avoid toxins, secondhand smoke, unnecessary chemicals, heavy processed food-like substances. These are all things that can uh, uh, to heighten our risk. It seems obvious, but every now and then we need to be reminded about that. Another one is is when it comes to, and this is kind of tied in with the self-defense thing I talked about a little bit, is is, uh, you know, avoid uh, uh, dangerous places. It seems really obvious. In our Live Safe training, we talk about, uh, you know, create safe habits and how important it is to create safe habits, right? And, and one of those is if, you know, if you, if you think, gee, I probably shouldn't be here right now, then try to get the heck out of here. Years ago, I had this guy come into my school and he uh, wanted to learn uh, uh, some self-defense. And he came in and he had uh, stitches under his, over his lip and he had uh, a black eye. He'd clearly just been in some kind of altercation. And he came in and he goes, yeah, man, you know, I, I, I want to learn how to defend myself. And I go, how come? He goes, every time I go to this one bar, I always end up getting in a fight. And I looked at him and half jokingly, I said, well, why don't you not go to that bar? And the, I got the response from him. He hit himself on the head like, and he goes, I never thought of that. He'd actually never thought of that, which seems obvious from the outside, right? So how many, uh, how many uh, uh, bars, so to speak, are, are you going into? Not literal, but metaphorical bars, right? So those are things to think about to minimize your risk, okay? The sixth pillar of health in the Satori Lifestyle uh, guidelines is recharging, and what is recharging? Well, you could argue that, that 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 stress management and recharging are kind of could be rolled in one category. And you know, there's a lot of overlap between the two. But specifically in the Satori lifestyle, we look at stress management a bit, a bit differently. So I'm going to use a cell phone analogy for a minute. And, and imagine that stress management is the ability to minimize the amount of battery that you use by not having too many apps open and by not having your screen too bright, right? Recharging, on the other hand, is, is taking the time to, to plug your phone into an electrical outlet so your battery will be good to use for an extended period of time the next time you need it, right? So I'm going to go through a few things that, that are, are really valuable for recharging. Okay, St starting out with is it, uh, you know, arts. What is your art? Uh, for me, my art is uh, martial art. That's a recharging for me it is, is a, being able to train, whether it be, be you know, performing some traditional kata, which I love doing, working on the bag, working, you know, with training partner with, with a, a partner doing self-defense or some kind of weaponry. Another really, you know, an elegant art that I spend a decent amount of time doing is yaido. It's the peacetime art of the samurai. It's the art of drawing a sword. It's very elegant. It's very... Uh, um, how do I describe it? You know, the, 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 the practice of it, you have to be in a certain mindset to really do it correctly. And that mindset just 
just clears your head of everything else, right? It's like a, like a little mini vacation. Uh, it's some people that do Yaido that also golf compared to being at the driving range and just working on that perfect swing, right? A very similar kind of feel. So for me, another thing, art is gardening. And I'm, I'm, I, I, enjoy, I love, uh, you know, today for in my lunch, I had uh, kale and uh, lettuce and Swiss chard and spinach all from my garden, right? And so that's something that, that I, I enjoy doing and it's very meditative and, and it's just, just something that for me, like I'll get, I'll get one of my kids to do it with me and they kind of go through the motion, but for, it doesn't do anything for them. But for me, man, I'll tell you what, yeah, a half hour, 45 minutes out in my garden, just, you know, weeding or, uh, you know, or, or whatever, just inspecting, man, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a great way for me to recharge. So what is your way of recharging? You know, obviously being in nature, taking a walk in the park is, it's a great source. Uh, one of the things that I've found to do, and it's it's called, I believe it's called earthing or grounding. And I do this when I when I get back from international travel, actually both ways. Whenever possible, and the weather allows me, what I'll do is is uh, to recharge is I will find a park um, and I'll walk barefoot in the park for 20 minutes. Now, obviously, if I am traveling to the East Coast or if I'm traveling to the UK in January, I'm I'm not walking in the park barefoot, right? So based on, of course, the uh, the time of the year, but I find it incredibly powerful. And there's 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 a certain amount of science that goes into how important a grounding. And I, I'm talking completely barefoot, you know, with with raw earth, how how beneficial that can be for you. And and if nothing else, you've got all the you know based on like reflexology, which is you know foot massage. There's so many different uh, pressure points on your feet. I tell you what, it, it, for me, it's been a great thing to help really get my circadian rhythm all kind of like up after a long travel so that's another thing so being in nature and barefoot if possible uh, you know, obviously make it a habit to listen to soothing music, right? Uh, so a good novel, things that just allow you to get away from the day, right? Uh, and, and obviously if you don't have currently have it in your lifestyle, kind of a real specific uh, a way that you, you practice gratitude, a time of day that you think through that, that's incredibly powerful for regrounding. Uh, one thing that I haven't really touched on yet that, that's a really important pillar of health that really kind of overlaps this. And, uh, uh, and we're going to actually cover in future events uh, various types of meditation and, and breathing uh, uh, strategies. So I, I don't want to spend too much detail on this, but, but really good deep diaphragmic breathing. Now, this is a part of most meditations. It's also, by the way, exercise. Uh, forces you to do diaphragmic breathing because you know you really need to fully oxygenate your blood. So if you a lot of times people get that, they, of course they get that endorphin rush from, rush from a good workout. But also part of that is man, just making sure that you're able to take deep breaths like you're supposed to. And uh, just kind of extra credit that exercise. Uh, also, what that does that really helps work that lymphatic system, which helps you really eliminate excess waste from your body. That movement, so important, movement and breathing will do that. So I'll tell you what, uh, if you can remember, so I want to go through all six of these steps again, and I want you to kind of, I want you to rate yourself on this. Balanced fitness, how are you doing on that? Scale from one to 10. If, it, if it's lower than a, a seven, what can you do to get it at least up to that high? Healthy eating, how are you doing on that one? What little things could you do that could make a big difference? You don't have to necessarily change your diet completely. Can you just simply focus on just drinking more water to start out with? And then really focusing on stepping up the amount of vegetables, especially preferably law, especially green leafy vegetables that you uh, that you consume. Next is really take a look. So rate yourself on a scale from one to ten on a healthy eating. The next one is adequate rest. Rate yourself on a scale from one to ten. Are you getting enough rest? 
Okay, and if so, what? If not, what, if so, great. If not, what little things can you do to tweak that to make them a little better, to get a little more rest? Okay, next one is stress management, right? Uh, how can you re? How can you adjust your lifestyle to minimize or eliminate unnecessary stress? And when you do have stress, how can you channel it in a way that's beneficial? Uh, Next is analyze your day from dawn to dusk, risk avoidance. What things are you doing where you're putting yourself at unnecessary risk? Clearly, if you're in law enforcement, there's going to be some risks to your job. Clearly, if you're in the medical profession, you're spending time at the hospital around six people, there's going to be certain extra risks that you're going to be taking. But in general, what can you do to minimize your risks? And the final one, of course, is recharging, making it a point. Remember, you know, what goes up must comes down. And in and, 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 and the book, The Power of Full Engagement, uh, it, a really good book, uh, they talk about, uh, it was kind of, they break the um, emotions into four quadrants. And if you imagine there's high and there's low and there's positive and there's negative. So high positive would be enthusiastic, excited, motivated, charged up. Uh, high negative would be rage, anger, Right? Low negative would be depressed, lethargic, uh, and low, low positive would be meditative, calm, contemplative. And the bottom line is, is that's where that, that low positive is where most of us don't spend enough time. Man, we, we want to be up. We want to be excited, enthusiastic, charged up. And, 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 and what happens is, is, is that if we don't allow time specifically for low positive, you know, for that, that recharging, okay, uh, what's going to happen is it'll end up uh, uh, by default, going to the bad side, you, you know, we will end up at high, high negative, which is angry, upset, or or low negative, and uh, I'm depressed, lethargic, etc. So, appreciate y'all tuning in. Got an exciting topic next time I'm on. Uh, if you have any one more information about anything we do, go to Kovar Systems and check out our line of products. And you have an incredibly great day. Thanks for tuning in. Bye bye.